The veterans' population, thanks to changes in military policy and what may have occurred after military life, has growing numbers of lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender people. Now the Veterans Affairs Department is urged to improve its data collection to help it better meet the needs of such veterans. Here with more, the Director of Health Care Issues at the Government Accountability Office, Deborah Draper. Ms. Draper, good to have you back. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me on the show. Basically, it seems from the report that the Veterans Affairs Department, the Veterans Health Administration, does not collect the data on the sexual orientation or gender if it has changed of veterans in the first place, so it can't really track their outcomes. Is that the gist of what you found? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, VA serves a diverse population of veterans, including women and LGBT veterans. And, you know, these veterans may experience differences in health outcomes, which is why it's important to understand the services they receive and their health outcomes to improve health equity. So what we found is that VA does not consistently collect information or data on uh, sexual orientation or gender identity. And is there the sense that there is growing numbers of veterans that are in these categories? Well, VA does not have estimates on how large these populations are, but some early estimates, for example, census data estimates from the early 2000s estimates that about a million veterans identify as gay or lesbian. And then more recent data from another source indicates that or estimates that there are about 130,000 transgender veterans. Yeah, so it's a substantial number of people, and you're urging them, first of all, to collect the data. And what does that require? Because maybe their data collection systems don't include those fields. Well, that's absolutely right. They just need to consistently collect this information. And then we also recommend that that they use this information to actually analyze the outcomes for this population, which is really important because you have to, you know, understand the population to really understand the services that they need. Yeah. So is there any evidence or is there any anecdotal even information about, say, a particular type of veteran might have a different outcome from a type of care So we have a really good example, I think, in our report. So, for example, for gender identity data, this is used to identify transgender veterans. And the majority of veterans' health records, about 90%, don't include any information related to this data field. So the issue is that um, when, you know, providers can't see this information at the time that they're providing clinical services, which may impede their ability to appropriately deliver care. And so, for example... Screening transgender men for breast and cervical cancer is important and required by VA policy, but without the necessary data, these services may not be provided. So someone could walk in or make an appointment and VA is expecting a man and it could be someone who has changed to a woman or vice versa. Yes, and that's why the information is so important. It's uh, to really address health outcomes and really to reduce the number of disparities. Um, that's, that information is very important. Yes, because you really can't go, I would imagine, by what's happening in the military necessarily, because those policies have been slow to change and the reality has been slow to change. I think transgender is the last kind of barrier to fall for the military. But once people are veterans and out of the military, then anything is possible because of the choices they might make in their private lives. That's true, yes. We're speaking with Deborah Draper. She's Director of Healthcare Issues at the Government Accountability Office. So you made four recommendations to VA. Let's briefly review what those were. Yeah, we did. We made recommendations for VA to consistently collect sexual orientation and gender identity data. And then we also recommended that they use this information to assess health outcomes for LGBT veterans. All right. And what does VA say about that? Well, they concur with their recommendations and they are taking steps to do this. 
And do they have a timeline or it sounds like they acknowledge this need in the first place is to know that information so that they can better analyze it? Right. And they have done, over the years, they have done things to address health disparities. For example, they've created offices for women's health, for LGBT health, and for the Office of Health Equity. So they are addressing these issues. It's just, you know, they need to really improve their data so that they actually can understand and identify the population and to identify their specific needs. Because historically, they have been a little bit a step behind, I think, in how they handle women veterans. I mean, I remember cases that the GAO discovered or made public where, for example, examining rooms were arranged such that it would be difficult to examine a woman that should not be facing an open door, that kind of thing, really basic stuff that they, in recent years, I think, have gotten around. Yeah, they've, they've made a lot of progress there. Of the 6 million veterans that received VA healthcare services in 2018, about 8% were women veterans. So, They're increasingly doing a lot of analysis, looking at the differences between men and women. And those disparities have narrowed and continue to narrow over the years. Because you point out it was back in 2012 now that VA created the LGBT health program. And it's a little surprising then that they don't have the data back up to to help that program eight years later. Yes, and that's what we're recommending that they do, ensure that they consistently collect this information. Deborah Draper is Director of Healthcare Issues at the Government Accountability Office. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks for having me on your show. We'll post this interview and a link to her report at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Podcast One or wherever you get your podcasts. We conquer cancer. For the mom-to-be who is out of treatment options. For the doctor who has a brilliant idea but needs research funding. For the people who faced cancer head-on and climbed incredible heights while they were with us. For the children who celebrate the end of chemo. We conquer cancer for all who have been touched by it. Conquer Cancer accelerates breakthroughs in research and care for every cancer, every patient, everywhere. Join us at conquer.org. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.